Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 226. I am Brian and I am sitting up straight in my chair. Joining this evening, Mac. I am also erect. <laughs> right, but are you sitting and up standing, straight? And sitting up and, straight in my chair. Right, right. <laughs> and you heard Ian. And I am floating in a pool of cosmic nothingness. So just another normal day for you. Yes. <laughs> we have Mad Cat. Trying to coin these phrases. And we have the dumbass himself. My sign is out to lunch. <laughs> that. Uh, you can call me a lot of things, but don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> How is everybody doing this can evening? Can we call you early to dinner? You, you certainly could. Okay. How are we all doing? Good. Doing, doing, doing pretty all good. All right. All right. Yeah? Mm, stupid weather thinks it's winter here. It, it, it's in, it's crazy because I think um, Denver hasn't gotten up to 90 yet, right? <clears throat> well, uh, we're supposed to this week. Okay. The mountains are still getting snow. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Is it the same going on up where, uh, in Canada where you guys are? Well, we don't have snow, but it certainly feels like it. It's gone really cold. How cold? Oh, well, let me see how cold it is. How cold are you? In Ontario here, it's been pretty warm. Right now, it's uh, like 26 degrees Celsius. Uh, I'm not sure what that is, Fahrenheit. Well, right now, it's actually 19 degrees Celsius. <laughs> in Fahrenheit, it's 66. What, what's that in actual temperature? Yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. Can, can, can we have that in American, please? You said 26 C. 66. So 66 degrees. I mean, that's, I think that's a good temperature. Yeah, so so seventy. That's so 78. Okay. It has, the last few days have been less. Much less. Here, it hasn't gotten below 80 degrees for the last two weeks. Our highs have been 90, 95, with the heat index is anywhere between 105 and 118. I think, according to our president, that that's because of global warming. <laughs> right. But our president said that? <laughs> uh, I may be putting words in his mouth. Yeah, a lot of them, like <laughs> global warming. Didn't, didn't I hear that he came out uh, saying that uh, global warming is real recently? He he may have. He did. He did. Yeah, I don't know. I know that he didn't declare war on Iran because apparently there's somebody there who's still paying him money. Yeah. So, well, that or I think that maybe somebody had a talk with him. <laughs> I'm hoping. Oh my God! Can you imagine how bad that would have been over a drone? He was gonna he was gonna strike back at him. I mean, and I don't know what that where that drone was. Maybe maybe it really wasn't their airspace. Ryan, maybe it wasn't. Ryan, I don't know. Ryan. Yes. Listen to me carefully. Okay. I want you to listen to this. Okay. You said over a drone he was going to do that. He'd do it over a fucking tweet. Man. <laughs> <laughs> He'd do it over a like on a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> this just scares me about how volatile he is. Yeah. I, I, I don't know uh, where his stance is on global warming. I thought recently he did say something, but yet they pulled out of the Paris Climate Accords. So, I mean... Do they think it's real or not? This is Trump. He'll think whatever it is that'll get him um, the right people backing. Yes. I, th I think Trump just says wh whatever, you know, random thoughts come to his mind, no matter whether he thought them through or not. I don't know about that. I think it, he says what I think that he is good. Maybe that's true some of the time, but some of the time he's good at saying exactly what his base wants to hear, whether or not, you know, yeah. you know. and sometimes he'll just do it if that's what they want, you know, because he doesn't have an idea of his own. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he wants to bring but, back. I mean, Cole. like, a, like yeah. you know, I guess sometimes I, he'll sometimes he'll cater it to his base, and sometimes he'll just say whatever's on his mind. I don't think that he has a well thought out plan. I know there are some people who think that uh, that oh, he this is a well thought out plan on his part. He's actually a genius in in putting this through. I, I think that's complete nonsense. I think he has moments of clarity. <laughs> clarity? What's that? <laughs> I think that. He and a lot of his base are social injustice warriors. Okay. <laughs> oh. There's a discussion we need to have sometime, social justice warriors. We haven't really dug into that. Uh, I, I think that we discuss, I think we can discuss social justice warriors, but I think we need to talk about the opposite, too. Sure. That's fine. Because there are social injustice warriors. There, There's craziness on both sides. Alex Jones, social injustice warrior. You know, he, there's a funny one because he, while he's still occasionally making news, but, you know, some of the stupid stuff he's saying, since he's been deplatformed, you're not really hearing much from him. I did see a news article about him. Uh, apparently, he called the police about a murder in his backyard, but, uh, you know, they didn't take him seriously because he called them about the lizard people the week before. <laughs> it was an Onion article. It was an Onion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just a just a full uh, disclosure there. Yeah, but it is the most accurate news source <laughs> since the Weekly World News went away. It's the now it's now the most accurate news source. You know, I don't mind the Onion because I think it's pretty clear that it's satire. But there are other ones that have tripped us up because they aren't as clear. Um, the what is it? The Beaverton, the Canadian satire paper, has oh, bit us yeah. a couple times. What's the other one? There's a couple of them that have bit us. You know, think really, you found you found uh, articles on the Beaverton to look credible. Was it the Beaverton? What was the one that <laughs> where I where I asked somebody to read the bottom of the page and says it's a satire as we're going through it? <laughs> yeah, I think that was at the Beaverton. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think it was the. I might have been another. I don't know the Be. Yeah, the Beaverton. I don't know. I find uh, I found personally that the Beaverton. It's pretty clear that uh, what they're saying is like really out there. Yeah, I think you're right. It wasn't the Beaverton, but there's a, I think that there's some set satirical papers out there. I don't know. I guess they're all pretty clear if you if you read the bottom of the page, right? There's usually a disclaimer on every page, right? It's part of the head, the, the part of the footer. So I don't know. I think the the problem though is that ever since Trump got elected, yeah. the Onion has come has had a harder and harder time coming up with things that are too outlandish to be true. Well, in general, good good satire. You look at, you read the article, and you go, "Okay, ah, uh, that, that that's a bit crazy." Problem is, right now, satire. You read the article, and you're like, "I could see Trump doing that." Yeah, <laughs> I I did like the article though, where it said that uh, that uh, Bolton was quoted as saying that the only the only way of taking vengeance for the There's people who would be killed in the war. The only way of taking vengeance for the people, basically, war was the only answer for justice for the people who would be killed in the up, in the upcoming war. War is the only justice for people who would be killed in that upcoming war. Yep. Hmm. So they have to have war to kill the people who need justice. Yes. I'd like to see. I'd like to see some feedback from readers on the Onion that says, uh, um, "Onion readers ask the Onion to stop giving Trump ideas." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
So myths, uh, myths and legend con is coming up again. Yep, I bring it up every year. Although this will be the last of them, um, due to various circumstances, um, this particular one is coming to an end. Regretful. Um, that is that is a bummer. Are you guys going to camp there? I don't know if we're getting a hotel room or not. We will be there every day. Well, no, um, I think I, I think if I were you, I would actually camp there. Okay. You know, get yourself a malcontent. That oh. is the actual name for the award that is given for the costume contest. Okay. <laughs> They're made to look like little circus tent, and they are called, called the malcontents. Hmm. And uh, when you uh, when you get yourself that malcontent set up, um, make sure you bring your computers in there so you can write any malcontent that you need to write. Ah, you actually would so fit in with this crowd. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I am on a handful of panels, of course, um, so should have some fun. I will have my books there if anyone wants to stop in and buy some. Right. I don't know. Is Lorelai on more panels than you are this time? Yes, and this is actually her first time being on panels at a convention. Yep. But she gets, um, basically, I'm, tr- I'm doing the writer and fan stuff. She okay. went and, because of her music background, got on the music ones. Well, there's not that many that do the music ones, so there are more openings for the music panel. So, no. so it, is there a, a bit of a, a jealousy going on in the household right now? No. Are you feeling a little put out by you know nope. by I'm your? Completely <laughs> I, I'd like to be on a few more panels. You but... have been totally emasculated. There you go. Wait a minute. Wait. A, no. 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 See, I I know what's going on with this because I saw the I saw a movie about this. It's called A Star Is Born. Okay. Yeah. So you know, Ian will drink himself to death eventually. That's how a star is born. Yes, I am. I am a raging alcoholic. Yay! You know what? Admitting it is the first step to you know. I have a alcoholic beverage or two every month or so. So I, you know, they, that that movie, uh, A Star Is Born, the new one, it's not so bad. I mean, there's that there's that cut scene at the end where he comes back to life as a cybernetically enhanced raccoon. Ah. <sighs> Okay, never know where that would be. All right. Well, that kind of signals that it's time to move on. <laughs> Mad Cat, what time is it? It is now Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. <laughs> The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. How is the Empire these days? I'm careful. <laughs> uh, it's doing fine. Okay, good. <laughs> How'd it go with your Empire friends coming to visit? Empire? <laughs> Wait, Empire is now a, a noun and a verb. I, and uh, I don't I, know. My, my, my Empire friend, I, I empirical. like empirical. I, I don't know what you're talking about there. Uh, <laughs> never mind. You, you're hard to tease about things. <laughs> See, I, 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 ha- I had a lady friend come to visit a couple weeks ago, and she's been kind of hounding me about that with a knowing, like, waggling eyebrows, like, eh, eh, you doing something? <laughs> And something with your lady friend there? Oh. Well, are you? <laughs> she, she's just a friend. We're, we're not romantically involved in that way. So 
Nope, she just stayed over the whole week. Four days. Okay, four days then. <laughs> okay, well, good. Anyway. <laughs> what was your, what was your sun right sign? <laughs> I do not know. Oh, oh okay. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, I should have asked earlier, uh, Ian, what is, what is your sign? Libra. Libra, okay. Oh, well, yeah, apparently I, right. I masturbate. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Well, we'll get to that in a bit. But um, yeah, the the first article that uh, I found in here uh, is regarding this uh, um, survey that was taken, which apparently assigned different qualities to dis- different star signs. Uh, one of them, of course, is that Libras masturbate the most. And I'll go over the rest of these. Uh, Scorpios are more more likely to use restraints. Well, hold on. Versus... Wait a second. I've never <laughs> used restraint in my whole life. I'm quite sure. Says uh, 28% of Tauruses fake orgasms. Aries Ooh. last the longest during sex. Uh, Sagittarius, Sagittarius are the most likely to use condoms. Leos are the most like to, likely to sex. Uh, Geminis uh, generally over-report the number of sexual partners. I, uh, I'm not sure how they got that from a survey. Yeah, they know that. <laughs> Unless in the yeah, survey... I'm picturing that as a survey question. Do you over-report your sexual uh, relationship? Yes. <laughs> and are you a teenage duality boy? Duality. Uh, 30% of Pisces have had open relationships. Uh, I've already said Libras masturbate the most. Capricorns are most confident in bed. And Virgo under-report number of sexual partners. Uh, uh, that's a that's a weird one too. Uh, I don't know how they got that from that. Apparently, this is a survey from something called Skin S K Y N, uh, which I, I don't even know what that is. I, I've looked at looked up Skin sur- Zod- Survey Zodiac, but I don't. I haven't found any like Skin dot com or anything like that uh, showing what that is. Let me start off by saying, I don't care if it's a real survey or not. I just don't give a shit. The reason I put this down because I, is because I think it's a very good illustration of how you can get these kinds of results that you can put down like, oh, like uh, the, uh, this c- comes out uh, so much in advance of the, this other thing. But you can get those kind of results just by uh, putting down like uh, multiple variables. variables and even if it's just put, even if the answers are just put in by random, you will have some of those variables come out ahead of others. Right. And just for the record, I can go several hours without masturbating. <laughs> so no way. <laughs> Listen, I I understand that twenty eight percent of all Tauruses fake orgasms, but as a Scorpio, I don't care. I got mine. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And we've got so, you're you're tied to the bed right now, right? <laughs> but but I just want to say the the big problem with this survey is that um that they only looked at the star the sun sign and and they didn't really reflect how that actually responds in the chart because like my sun sign it is conjuncted my rising sign which is Leo which makes me perform which makes me seem more like a Leo sometimes and so I think that I that when I look at these things that I should probably look at Leo. Yeah, I've heard that kind of thing too. <laughs> yeah, Brian used to do that though, <laughs> so he can actually talk about it and and be convincing while still making fun of it. <laughs> yes, everything I just um, said so, is true. <laughs> so, well, hold on a second. So, if your sun sign is Libra, but your rising is Taurus, 
does this mean that you masturbate but you fake orgasms while you're doing it? Okay, but the problem is that if your sun and is sign is that just self deception? Well, it's see, but here's the problem: unless you have a conjunct house, you're not going to be able to have a Libra as a rising and and uh, and Taurus as um on the other side. So like. Because like Scorpio and Taurus are opposites, so a lot of times you'll see if, if you have a Scorpio rising, you'll have a Scorpio or you have a Taurus descending, and unless you have a conjunct house, and then that can kind of skew things. I am proud to say I have no idea what the fuck <laughs> you're talking about, there, Brian. I, you know, Brian, I think what I said was actually, I think what I said was funnier than what you said. It probably. I know was. it's me saying that, but. <laughs> Yeah, but he knows what he's saying. You know, I I, I, I I appreciate the fact that that these are their statistics, but I also appreciate the fact that 70% of statistics are, are made up on the spot. <laughs> right. There you go. I dove into this a little bit more. It, I mean, because this kind of, I, I find this stuff, it's just funny that, that um, and some of it conflicts as you start, you know, what people, what other people, what some people say and what others, you know. Um, but for the most part, um, I put in another one. Upset they don't send out silk rope with the with the. Uh, actually, Brian, before we get to that, okay, other yeah, one, I do want to point out. You know what identifies this as clickbait? Um, the fact that dumbass put it in the article, put it, put it in. <laughs> Take a look at the image at the top. Oh, yeah. That is that is Danaris. And, oh yeah, and it, it's basically uh, Emilia Clark and Jason Momoa. Right. Now, if there are two... Carl two Drogo. That's the Khaleesi and Drogo, yeah. okay? Yeah, but if you put... If there are two hotter media personalities today to put in a picture together, I'm not aware of it. Um, so... I'll get back to you. No, I'm, I'm not talking, like, physically hot. I'm talking about, like, hot properties. Because, you know, all the Game of Thrones stuff, plus Momoa's got Aquaman he's just coming off of, and that was hugely successful. And a terrible movie. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Actually, it I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, that's fine. Still bad. <laughs> Aquaman did really, really well. Yeah. Wow. You mean? Wait, hold on. You mean? You mean DC Universe movies outside of Wonder Woman? You mean Wet Thor? Right. That we're talking about Wet Thor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're good. I'm not. I'm not saying that there were not some. Uh, there were not some. Not some. Not some common themes there because there definitely were <laughs> well, i haven't uh, seen the movie but i can guess basically where it's going dc kiss can't get this right I, i'm sorry they've had two good movies so far for, as far as i'm concerned wonder woman and shazam i haven't I seen I, okay i haven't seen uh, shazam no, yet okay shazam is that was enjoyable okay i need to get out and see that clearly and i got to meet him at comic-con here like a month ago and he was actually zachary levi very fun guy oh i bet he is yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, way, I've never yeah, read I any. I do I've never read any Bob. of the. I've never read any of the Shazam comics or anything like that. But growing up, my parents put up a wallpaper in my room that had like uh, a bunch of the uh, superheroes on it, and one of them was like the the Shazam thing. And I was always a little curious about that. His history's always been interesting because he's the original character to be known as Captain Marvel. Yep. But um, yeah. his okay. he was a he was a knockoff of Superman. But his and comics came and went. He he hasn't had a, a huge regular run. Um, that's one thing with him. He, um, so that's why you probably haven't read any of his comics. There's really not that much. But and they'd be in groups. You'd have a few years of them and a few years of them. If, you know. Uh, and okay. his his mythology, his mythology and backstory is so messed up 
and, and jumbled that you can't really put him into a into a universe with any other groups of heroes and have it really make sense for any length of time. They have done that. They have done that in the animated uh, Justice League. Yeah, but they also did a comic series called The Power of Shazam, where he lived in a city. Basically, the city that he lived in was kind of outside of time and outside of outside of the world that the rest of the DC heroes lived in. Mm-hmm. So he's done an awful lot with him. I mean, he has been that character has been on um, early morning cartoon, not yeah. cartoon itself, but those live action. I remember. Yeah, like the uh, Hop and Puffs. Yep. Uh, Billy Batson riding around in the Winnebago with uh, with his mentor. How yep. way, way off topic are we now? Guys? I know. I just, the only thing that matters right now, all, all I want to know is what, what, the, what their sun sign is and what their kink is. That's all I'm concerned about right now. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think, I think Greed's sun sign in the movie is, uh, never mind. All right. I'm not well, talking about peakings, there's something about sex-crazed zodiac signs here from Brian. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I, I was when I was thinking of this, I was like, okay, let's let's find out. That we we need to know kinks in in sun signs, right? And so yeah. I found an article. Uh, this is from what Ooh. Elite Daily, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and so that so I, I'm just gonna go through real quick here, and because and uh, so Aries, you know, so they're the dom, right? So. And I think I specifically was looking for BDSM <laughs> because well, why I love the title of this one. <laughs> okay, the well, fetish, each zodiac sign has definitely thought of thought about at least once. What? Yeah, I'm 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 an Aries. I'm definitely a little more Dom than Sub. Uh, really? Right. Yeah, I've thought about Dom. I've thought about Sub. I thought about it's, it's like more or less most people have probably thought about a lot of these at least once. <laughs> I would think you're right about that. Uh, Taurus is the master. So and they, they're they're making they're making a distinction between the, the the dom and the master, but I don't think that that's necessarily a distinction. But I but I guess somebody somebody is really in the scene, but I have to I, I correct guess that for me. Well, but maybe I think the well, thing that concerns me is that the Taurus is the master, but is still faking orgasms. Well, that's the thing. How can you take them seriously? Is Doctor <laughs> Who going over to try to get the master? I don't know. No, here's the thing. Is that Aquarius, uh, wait, it says Aquarius is pervert. Let, okay, that, well. That, <laughs> that's just way too broad. Way too broad. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and, and too much on the nose for you too, maybe? <laughs> no, okay, hold on. But so, I mean, all of, all of these are perverts. Uh, so a master really is just a dom. Right, because you have you have the master and the slave, right? So in a master slave relationship, you have the master, the dom, and and you know, and then the submissive, the you know, is the slave. So there's, so I so I think that I think that they're you know that I don't know, uh, Gemini, polyamorous. When you see that all the time, because Gemini is the twins. So of course, mm-hmm. what do you think of you think polyamorous? Of course, right? Okay, sure, whatever. Um, cancer is the sub. Um, cancer is the crab. Okay, I don't know how that how they how they get there exactly, but you know whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, see now, Leo is the alpha. Alpha is just another word for dom, right? Okay, so whatever. I mean, and 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 the title says what's your kink, right? Or what's your fetish? But yet they're all related to BDSM fetishes, right? So that's pretty narrow. Um, yeah, which pretty means narrow. that they really mm-hmm. don't. They really don't. Whoever wrote the article doesn't know 
many fetishes. That's what I think. Um, Virgo is um, Virgo's the slave. Well, slave is just another word for submissive. So Cancer and, and Virgo are both submissives. Yeah. Um, Libra is the princess. And I, I don't know where the... What the fuck? The princess is a, in the BDS of meaning someone who, who loves to be pampered. So uh, in very vanilla in a very vanilla way. Okay, then why would it be in the BDSM? I mean, if it's vanilla, would I mean, is there when you when you start saying what is vanilla BDSM? What is vanilla BDSM? I mean, an occasional spanking, toes licked, maybe. Um, Okay, I mean, I'm not saying that that it can't be. It's just it's like I I just thought. Did they get their knowledge of fetishism from? Fifty Shades of Grey, basically. I don't know that. I mean, some of these are in, in. Some of these are very much in actual books, like like the Primal, like Scorpio being Primal. I that that um I read a BDSM book that went into um you know, uh, about to the the Primal BDSM stuff. So that is kind of a specific fetish in in BDSM, um, more so than you know slave or submissive, right? Slave and submissive would would be would be also be would be part of that Primal. Um, maybe. Right? Although I think I think if you describe somebody as a sub, it's sometimes, and if you describe somebody as a slave, it's twenty four seven lifestyle. I don't think that's true um, because I mean, I, I would I would think it would be the other way around because a submissive is probably always submissive, where a slave can be a temporary thing, right? See, but I don't know. I'm not positive on that. I and, I understand that uh, that uh, that slave lasts at least twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> or I may not have understood that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Sagittarius is a swinger. Well, how is that much different than, you know, when you start looking? I mean, swinging, swinging is just a type of polyamory, right? Yeah. Uh, Capricorn is the sadist. Well, okay. I mean, when you start looking, you know, uh, sadomasochist. Shall I go ask like that. Sam about that one? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. Is she a Capricorn? Yep. <laughs> is that why? Okay. <laughs> um, Aries the pervert. I mean... I, I dislike the word pervert in general because I, I think it has a negative connotation. It, it's what is it's people use it to make an attack on any sort of sexual thing that they don't understand. See, yeah. only, mm-hmm. only a real pervert would feel that way. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to defend also, dumbass here. Um, people <laughs> well, who come from the way. dimension of perv actually prefer the term pervect, perv- not pervert. <laughs> You mean pre- <laughs> Robert Asprey? Robert, yep. you pinned it. You got it. Yep. Uh, and then, and then Pisces, they say, is the brat, yep. which is kind of a yeah. I guess uh, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it is. that's a that's another subcategory of sub of submissive. Right. Uh, they're also known as also known as Sams or smartass masochists. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, okay. So yeah. So overall, I thought the article was crap, but it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's a, and then I've got another one in here, and the only part that I thought was that I thought was interesting in it because it's more of the same BS. Um, wait, is this? Did I put the same one up twice? Yeah, later. Wait. Oh, one of them talked about how they're going to use, um, oh, the most accurate scientific, you know, thing. They're going to use astrology to tell you about your sex. It's like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so more, I mean, there's just so much about it. And this, this, this site, um, what is this? Your tango.com is full of astrology nonsense. 
you know, um, if you're actually talking about the science of of people's sun signs and stuff, it's actually called astronomy. Astrology. No. 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 Well, I've got a link in here. By, okay, good. Uh, what do you got? It's 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 uh, somebody named Terry Nazon. Uh, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But anyway, uh, the, this woman is one of those uh, astrologers to the stars, and she's a sextrologist. Oh, all right. Um, now, uh, I thought it would be fun. I know we did this a while back. You were doing it, Brian, that uh, we were uh, guessing what uh, our sign, uh, what uh, what applies to us based on just the description. Oh, so are you going to do I that? You here. Are you, yeah, oh, that's where you, oh, I do that with these here. So awesome. Let's do it. And, and this one, she, she's got the, um, uh, she's got them, by, uh, by star sign, but also by gender. So, well, but we can't go um, looking around. Are you going to read them to us and we have to guess? Or are we going to, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to read them to you, taking out all the gender pronouns and stuff. Okay. And you, you, you guys can decide which ones apply more to you than any of the others. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm excited. So like, uh, we, we, uh, among the five of us, we've got about three star signs represented here, but since uh, there's one female, that's uh, four descriptions here that to, to go through. So I'm going to read these, and uh, you guys can discuss. All right. Okay. So okay. Uh, I'll start off with uh, with this one. <clears throat> of, of all star signs, this one is the most into role reversal. Prissy, fussy, great manners, but they like to take orders. For a naughty night with your favorite, this sign... Maybe a dominatrix scene would be fun. They like to dress nice, take good care of themselves, and know how to conduct themselves in social situations. Again, don't like the priestian nature of this sign fool you. Um, and yeah, so uh, any of you find that uh, you really relate to that? Sure, not why really. not? I... <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to decide if that sounds Aquarian or Pisces to me. Well, I think the I think the language there. Or Virgo. A different, I, I was going to say, Virgo. pristine nature of the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virgo. Sounds Virgo. Okay. Yeah, we're. I'm going to guess that's Virgo. Um, yeah, you guys are talking a language I have never studied, never understood. I don't think I don't think any of you are Virgos, though. I'm I'm only going to go I'm I'm only going to go over the ones. Oh, that, it has uh, to be one of us. Here. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, it's Scorpio then. You think it's Scorpio? Male or female? I mean, my other my other option is is Aquarius Aquarius or Aries, right? Because there's only three of us here. I can't see that being Aquarius. I'm having trouble. I'm trouble having trouble because I mean, I want so Virgo in the way that you read it. I'm gonna say so. Male Scorpio. All right, all right. So, so the 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 biggest guess is Scorpio. There, yeah. Uh, Any other guesses? It's it could be it could be Aquarius, but okay, Scorpio. All right. Okay, um, so let, let's start, uh, uh, let's, let's do another one. Okay. Um, this is Was a person who walks, I, I'll, I'll reveal it all at the end. Okay. okay, good. This is the person who walks right up to you at a, at a club, and somehow you find yourself leaving with this person. Not me. Talks fast, uh, does everything fast. Um, the ultimate uh, hunters and pursuers. Uh, if you t- turn the tables around and start calling them and start pursuing them, they will run away scared. Total turn off for this star sign. Uh, yeah, that, that's a total turn off for this star sign. Even in the bedroom, if you get a real get really frisky with this star sign, uh, they uh, get turned off really quickly. This is Aries. Uh, they they do not like to be pursued. 
This is Aries. The, everything about this screams Aries. Not me at all in the least. I don't really relate to that. <laughs> I, and I know there. I, 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 honestly, I'm a Libra. I know that. I don't even know the full range of Libra right off the bat. I have no idea where any of the others line up. Aries, completely... Aries, Aries is the sign that likes to start stuff and not finish it. Yeah, well, I think my sister's in Aries. Is April 16th? Is that Aries? I think so. Uh, Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying to base. I'm April second, and I'm Aries, so I, I don't know when the cutoff point is. I, I'm trying like to. It, it goes Aries, and then some. At some point in April, it becomes Taurus. Right, so I'm betting my sister's yeah. in Aries. I, I I think that I think this is Aries. Hmm. And okay. here's the thing, Matt. Hey, uh, Brian, I'm going to go ahead and drop off. I may be back oh. in a while. Okay. But uh, after all, I am the sign that likes to start things and not finish. There you go. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't no, mis- I'm not don't, don't, don't don't misunderstand me. Um, I'm not dropping off. I know. Okay. I'm I'm going just strictly based on the stereotype, right? Okay. Next one. Okay. <laughs> next one. All right. Hold on. One Mac moment. took that personally. Right, uh, this sign is charismatic without even trying. Smells good. Oh, that's definitely me. <laughs> uh, they love to smell their prey. Deep penetrating eyes. Um, uh, very masterful in sex. Will learn everything to know about pleasuring their lover. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, takes making love very seriously, loves sex toys, will be very interested uh, in those that add to in- enhance sex and <coughs> sexual performance. Uh, sex is not a game. It's a serious business. Okay. I'm kind of thinking Scorpio. That's Scorpio. So I'm going, the first one's Aquarius, the second one is Pisces, the last one's Scorpio. You speak gibberish. I'm changing my answers. <laughs> changing my answers. The first one's Aquarius, which, and the last one has got to be Scorpio, and the other one's got to be Aries. Okay, and uh, this this is the last one. Did, who um, disagrees with me? I have I no don't. clue. Okay. Uh, this sign has the instinct uh, to pick out from a crowd the person who will be most compatible, that, who they will be most compatible with sexually. Usually doesn't waste time on frivolous relationships. Already have a reputation for being great lovers, and it could be because of that that they choose carefully and not haphazardly. Uh, be careful, uh, but be very careful if you are easily hurt and too sensitive. The art <sighs> of the blow off is the domain of this sign. Now, this also sounds like Scorpio. Oh, I'm so, I'm yeah, so I lost. Think that as the female Scorpio, the other one as the male. Oh, you're you're. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, that okay. I can see that. You you are absolutely right. And uh, Brian, uh, I, I got to give you the award for this because uh, you got uh, three out of the four pretty much correct. Uh, the first one I read was Libra. Second, li- Libra male. Second one was Aries uh, male. Okay. Third one scor- was Scorpio male. And uh, fourth one was Scorpio female. Oh, so you did read a Libra. So it was Libra the first one. I thought we, I thought you said you were only reading the ones that we had. Do we have a Libra? I'm a Libra. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> that much Brian, I know. No, that that is the only thing he knows about his horoscope, <laughs> is that he's a Libra. I'm, oh, that, okay, there we go. So the first one was very much Libra. But he's one okay. of them unbalanced Libras. Yeah. I, yeah I've never claimed to be balanced at all in the Libras. Okay. So my first instinct was correct on that. Hmm. And speaking you know what? Speaking of Libra. Yeah. Speaking of Libra, or, or sort of by, about Libra. Let's balance you know, the scales. When uh when... Uh, when people talk about things being on a sliding scale, they're talking about that thing that that scale that has the weights that slide across, right? <laughs> they're talking about the weights on your balls. Ah, these are ball weights. I see. 
Libras are into scales, but specifically ball weights. Here's the thing. I spent way too much time doing this astrology nonsense. Way too much time. Well, you didn't consider it. You didn't consider it nonsense. No, not at, not at the time. I you didn't, actually really right? enjoyed it. Oh, I still really enjoy it. Um, but but now I enjoy it from a totally different you know kind of place. Yeah. Well, that's because that's because you hit your Saturn return. <laughs> <laughs> And Virgo rising. Everybody knows what a Saturn return is, so I'm sure that that joke's going to go over well. Yeah, everybody knows what a Saturn return is. Everybody knows. It's when you're, is when, it's when your Saturn is recalled <laughs> and you have to take it back to the dealer. <clears throat> so Saturn takes 28 years to go around the sun. So people experience their Saturn return around the age of 28. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> Uh, I love, I love that. This is, this uh, astrology is my favorite nonsense. It really is. I love it. You're as bad as me. (laughs) But you know, what happens, what happens if you get your Saturn return while Mercury is, while Mercury is in retrograde? Well, you're going to, because remember Mercury goes into retrograde, what, every 28 days, right? And so isn't it something like that? I've forgotten how, it's very often that it goes into retrograde. So of course you're going to be experiencing your Saturn return during a Mercury retrograde. You can't not. It makes things very confusing because communication is already hard when Mercury is in retrograde. But when you're going through your Saturn return, Depending, of course, on your on what your star sign and how it's conjuncting that that Saturn return in which house it's in too can make a Is big there difference. Way to dodge it? Uh, that, that, <laughs> that gibberish you're spouting out, Brian, that almost sounds like it um, was thought out. No, I did. I, I did, actually, I, did, I didn't have to make any of that up. No, this is actually this is actually stuff he used to do. <laughs> but you know, as far as as it far as. A- as far it's as Mercury different. being in retrograde, you can tell when Mer- when your Mercury is in retrograde when the backup lights on it go on. <laughs> me, 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 me. There, okay, there is a Mercury in retrograde.com. There's a website that tells you whether whether it's in whether it's in retrograde. You know, I like I'm I'm also an Aries male and none of the stuff that I read off about Aries male applies to me at all. Yeah, I didn't relate to anything you read about that. <laughs> no, but here's the thing is that when I when I called Aries, you know, the the, the one that the sign that starts stuff and doesn't I mean they're 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 the they're the fiery they're supposed to be the fire personality that goes out and starts things and then half the time doesn't finish them. Which we all do, right? I mean Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I I think this stuff is fun. <laughs> But you know, I, I am not a hunter of of the women. I, I don't like put notches on my bedpost. I, I'm not like that. Right. So you don't run when women chase you. <laughs> if I do run when women chase me, then I wouldn't be an wouldn't be like the standard airy thing, would I? <laughs> no, wasn't that you chase them? But if they chase you, you run away. All right. Was it? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So the 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 website is is mercuryretrograde.com. And right now, Mercury is not retrograde. Good to know. You see, I only know enough about this to sound somewhat convincing and get Brian started off on the real stuff. (laughs) So I kind of know what Mercury and retrograde means, which is uh, poor communications. I kind of know what the Saturn return means, which is when Saturn returns, your life is supposed to, like, completely change uh, some things it, it's like the it's like the tower card in tarot when you when sat when saturn returns see it tears things down builds some things back up 
it's when Mercury retro when Mercury or when your Saturn return happens is where in your chart where Saturn sits is where Saturn is now conjunct your your chart Saturn with the with the current Saturn. See, when you're looking at charts, you, you have to look at where the planets are currently as well as to what they are in your na- in in your birth chart to to start, you know, you know, try, you know, piecing things together. That's why astrology is so much more complicated than just the sun sign. I mean, these people do it such a disjustice. Yeah. <laughs> so, does it uh, have anything to do with M O O N? Uh, with the moon? Well, okay, of course, the, the the moon because the moon represents emotion, uh-huh. right? So, where well, so if the moon reps if the moon represents represents emotion, why are there Nazis on it? <laughs> All right, I, I think it's time to move on. Then <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Nazis on the moon! Yay! Oh. Yep, a movie called Iron Sky. I watched this. And now to move on to a man without a sun sign, Jim Baker. <laughs> because he's the spawn of the devil. He has a sun sign. You heathen, his sun sign <laughs> is the son of God. <laughs> and you're going to hell, by the way. Yeah, but not for that. Well, that's true. But you no, but and, and we know how to not go to hell now. All you have to do is spend $45 on a gold coin that has Trump's face on it, and that will allow you to connect to God. Oh, my God. So televangelist Jim Baker sells $45 Trump coin, calls it point of contact with God. We're talking to God through through what? It, so we're using the coin, coin. <laughs> that that is the representation of Trump to speak to God. So that's the filter that God's going to get our prayers through now. Yeah, through Trump. So like, so like prayers without the coin are useless? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> what? <laughs> so so hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, we know what color Trump's hair is right now, right? Is there any chance it could have at any point have been green? Oh, the reason I ask like is because he, he could be an Oompa Loompa with giant <laughs> <laughs> With stubby fingers. The stubby fingers give it away, right? Yeah. And, you know, he kind of tweets like an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> All right. Tell me more about my coin. We've, we've gone through most of that. It's a short article. <laughs> but the basic, I mean, it sounds like a, a fairly standard scam from the religious right. But Baker is coming out saying, hey, $45 will give you this 24-karat gold coin with Trump's face on it. By touching it and praying to it while holding it, you have a contact with God. He always is selling something. Does he not also sell like the the um, the apocalypse buckets as well? I, could be. There's so many of these big time preachers that are basically. I'm sorry. This is a scam. This is one of those things. <laughs> hey, we want more money from you. This is something really stupid, but we're going to tell you it's going to help you get into heaven. So, so, dudes, if you believe in this stuff, read the Bible. I'm pretty sure there's nowhere in the Bible that says you need a 24 karat gold that coin to touch in order to communicate with God. If you, if someone can find that in the Bible or anything that even remotely suggests that's a thing religiously in the Bible. Uh, yeah, actually, know, I, I, I can find something. Because... <laughs> I can actually find something about that. Yeah, it's in the article. You want to hear it? You want to hear it? <laughs> sure. Okay. So uh, when Moses came down from the mountain, he found that they were worshiping a golden calf and he smashed the uh, tablets in anger. <laughs> Well, no, oh, so, I'm sorry. no, no, I'm no, sorry. no. You were looking for something supporting idolatry. Okay. <laughs> he only smashed one tablet. That's why we only have 10 commandments. He smashed the last five. Yeah. yeah. I give the, I these 15 I commandments. Movie too. <laughs> <laughs> I give you these 15. Smash. Boy. 10. 
Ten Commandments. <laughs> so, okay. Mel Brooks, he, he's such a freaking genius. <laughs> so, what, what it says here, um, when I asked the Lord why the coin, he said, because when you take a coin, it's a point of contact. So, God told him this. That's how he knows. Oh, that, that clears it up. It's not a scam, Ian. God told him so. Okay, so hold on a moment. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's talk about this now. So when uh, when the Pharisees paid Judas thirty silver coins to betray Jesus, does that mean that they were giving him thirty points of contact with God? <laughs> I'm just I'm asking I, I'm asking the hard questions because nobody else will. <laughs> oh, what else? What else does it say? Isn't it convenient when God talks to someone like this and says, "Hey." I got away if you make a whole lot of money off gold. Wait, people. who's who's Walt? Was this Walness? Walt Walness said in a recording. Uh, so the let's see. So the faith is begin being released with a with uh, with a million over believers to pray protection and peace and wisdom and counsel over President Trump of the United States and over his family. You know this 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 idea that he needs our prayers, right? Yeah. What the fuck does he need our prayers for? He's already president, right? I mean, he's well, his, you know, as far as Jim Baker. He's under demonic attack. Have you not been following the news oh. from these people? Apparently, the witches are <laughs> demonically attacking him through um, various rituals. And so this is the only way the the um, Christians can protect him because apparently God doesn't give a shit unless Christians buy a gold coin and <laughs> all pray together. <laughs> so, wait. Jehovah has no power against witches. Apparently, people pray. Apparently, not. But okay, but isn't this a, this a, this is like the like wasn't it the Greek gods that the only way they had power was by having followers, and so the the god with the most followers had the most power, right? Isn't isn't that what we're talking about here? But if if we stop, if we like right, yeah. the only way for God to have power is to have followers. If all of his followers leave him. Then, 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 what? God has no power anymore. What the fuck is this? Is he God or not? He's Om. He's Om. <laughs> uh, if you're describing a God who only has power while he has followers, yeah, then you're you're basically describing Om the Turtle God. Om the Turtle God. <laughs> yeah, Terry Pratchett. Yeah, but small gods. Wasn't wasn't that true? You know, I mean, in um, in of the Greek gods as well. Uh, I. You know, um, I don't. I don't know if that was necessarily. I don't know if that's necessarily part of the original Greek mythology. Yeah, I, I think a but lot of that. Okay, but th- this idea that you need to have followers to have power is a very much a pagan ideal, right? It'd be interesting to look up the origin. Yeah, we should because I because I I mean that I know I I've seen it in fiction in general everywhere. Yeah. So it, it's definitely something active in fiction nowadays, but I don't know the actual origins of it. Listen, God has stopped protecting the U.S. because people have stopped believing in him. We're not under God's protection anymore because of all the homosexuals. If people have stopped believing in him, it's because they've started believing in the church, not him. (laughs) Because the church is not saying anything these days that God would have originally said. We'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah, that's... That's uh, That's coming, right? (laughs) I, I, uh, I, well, if it's coming, then that'll be its second coming. <laughs> oh, um, God, it was taking your messages. Um, 10,000 people t- called to say, I'm coming. Are you having a party? 
<laughs> but we also know that the pearls needed because um, meatless burgers are satan- satanic plot. To create oh, good. Let's move on. I, d- I do want to mention that it is that it is Jim Baker that has the buckets of food too, right? So you can mm-hmm. get your gold your gold coin, and while you're at it, buy a bucket of food for the apocalypse, which. I thought the Christians were supposed to be taken up during the apocalypse. So if you're buying his bucket of food, it means that you don't have faith that you'll be raptured. <laughs> isn't isn't that right? Apparently, Am I wrong? Apparently, you are correct. Apparently, that uh, apparently the bucket of food is for the the Christians who are kind of still in doubt, not not actually raptured in the first wave. But so onwards, another um, Christian celebrity, um, name of Reich's Wills has claimed that the whole point of introducing the meatless burgers that are becoming popular, I guess, right now, is um, it's a satanic plot to create a race of soulless creatures. Somehow, by eating the meatless burgers that were not created by God, because uh, that, that's the whole thing. Because, so, because they're made of beans? So vegetables aren't created by God? <laughs> mm. Is yeah, he talking about, is he talking about, he's talking about burgers created in a laboratory, which... Honestly, it's not, we're not there yet. Has anybody we're, tried the Impossible we're not there, Burger? We're not. We're not there. I, to I have not tried one, and I tried one of the Impossible Burger. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I mean, they're fine, right? But, but why, why, why is that? Why is that? You know, demon spawn all of a sudden. Well, this is they're saying that they're the... changing, altering the human DNA so that people can no longer worship God. How well, the fuck can you do that? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not sure if he understands how it's done. But the the, fa- the fake meat that's being grown in the lab, so we don't have to kill animals. It just says Christian it, TV host. What, what? Oh, it's Rick Wilds. Oh, ew. But I, I mean, if you watch the video, he's straight out saying that. Oh, I didn't. God watch is an the video. environmentalist, which made no sense. Like, man, what does that have to do with? If God's an environmentalist, he wants us to get rid of the, the amount of animals we have on the. Wait, planet. hold on, hold on. It's Luciferians destroying the planet and destroying the animal kingdom, destroying the plant kingdom. Because that sounds an awful lot like uh, evangelical Christians and the current administration doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that has the, ah. Someone says, it's like, wait a minute, are you sure you have the right side that somehow by creating meat that doesn't require us to kill animals, which means we can cut down on the livestock we keep for that, which will help um, lower pollution will help um, be able to have more grasslands and stuff like that, all this other stuff. Somehow that that's the anti-environmentalist who want that. The environmentalists want more um, animals out there causing yeah. all the environmental stuff they cause by the way we do them, the butchering that, that causes insane amount of waste products and all that. But that's what God wants for the environment is all the stuff that's actually, I thought was killing the environment, but apparently we are completely wrong. Yeah, but, I think Rick Wiles is comically limiting the uh, the powers of his omnipotent God. Well, that's the, that's the whole thing. I mean, that that that's crazy. And the other thing about it is that, I mean, these meatless burgers, I they're not carbon neutral. Number one, and and I have yet to see anybody make a claim that that it, that they that they take less carbon to make than meat. I suspect that they probably don't because that they go through a huge process. To to get them to the point that they're at, right? It's not yeah. just vegetables. And I, I understand they also have like more calories and fat than regular burgers. Oh, uh, they do. Yeah, yeah. The the fat content on them is extremely high. <laughs> so, so why why are why are we attacking these meatless burgers? I don't understand. I think based upon his logic that the only 
only true food that a Christian should eat is, you know, Soylent Green. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's if you're going to keep people pure, then they should only be eating people. God is very fond of his burnt offerings, though, right? I mean, <laughs> well, not at all if he understands how DNA works. Uh, it's your firstborn or a lamb you can sacrifice. Either one. <laughs> oh. But somehow, if our DNA gets changed, we can't be born again because the DNA must be the key to our soul then? Because isn't the whole born-again thing do with our soul, not our genetics? Well, well hold I thought, on. The, I thought the born-again choice, born-again thing was a choice based upon whether you had decided to be rebaptized. Uh, rebaptized. Right, with, but uh, so wait, I guess... But being born again is your soul being born again, is what it is. And wait. so, he's connecting genetics to your soul, which is very strange, because I've even talked to a few people that, um, Christians who believe in evolution, and they say, are, they, they believe that what it was was God created the human body to house the soul, that we are separate from our genetics, which makes sense to me from a standpoint like, if you're, if you're going to believe in the Christian stuff, that well, makes sense, that the, the physical body and the soul are completely separate, independent things. But Here there are those who, otherwise. there are those who believe, though, that you will re, you will rise whole from the grave. These are also people who believe you should not have, uh, you should not donate your organs because God wants now, you to that's another, another, have all your... Uh, one time where a, a Christian made sense and had a lot of rationale or thought, Apparently, she um, had, had told her friend that she's going to have her body cremated. Her friend's like, no, because then what will happen when the, when um, Jesus returns? He's like, well, I believe that my God is powerful enough to be able to um, rebuild my body if he needs to from my ashes. You know, uh, they did it with Steve Austin. It only <laughs> took him six million bucks. <laughs> well, he wasn't that much ash, though. This whole th- Well, he was he was an astronaut. So here's here's what the here's the here's what this reads. It says bottom line, Christian TV host Rick Wilds warns viewers that meatless burgers are Satan's plot meant to rewrite DNA to create a race of soulless creatures. The idea, I guess, is that if if you if you change the DNA, the soul can't get in, and so we're running around as just just as what? I, I, I have <laughs> well, no okay. idea. This, okay, this so that doesn't make sense. I, I am kind of starting to see the sense in this. Oh, it does kind of make a certain kind of sense when they're talking about a race of soulless creatures. They're referring to vegans. <laughs> so somehow you have to you have to eat meat to retain your soul. That's what I'm hearing yep. you say. You're hearing me say that, and I'm going to stand by it. You know what? This is enough to make a guy grow horns. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, this guy come out, comes up with a lot of interesting stuff. So, I mean, Rachel Maddow was preparing to lead a bloody coup to overthrow the Trump administration, apparently. Hmm. That's what he says. All right. Debunked. The, the, uh, what, the... Debunkicized. Smartphones causing kids to sprout horns. The absurd story about smartphones causing kids to sprout horns. Right. Yeah, this is, this is an article, um... It uh, it uh, stems from an article posted on the Washington Post, and uh, mostly what it's taking off of is the clickbaity headline of, of the article, which uh, talks about horns in quotes here that uh, are co- being caused to be grown apparently by uh, new smartphone technology, causing young people's heads to bend forward more than usual. It, it's it's 
This uh, this article that I've linked to is basically a, a takedown of uh, that entire idea. And uh, when, when we're talking about horns, it's it's an article about basically that they're saying that modern smartphone usage has caused changes in our skeletal structure. And one of these is kind of bone spurs that grow like they're not even horns. Uh, calling them horns is really silly. They're, no, they're it, it was it was spurs. very much sensationalized. It did. Because because the original um, uh, paper doesn't say horns at all. Somebody else added that language. Yeah, exactly. Call, calling them horns is is pretty ridiculous. We're talking about uh, tiny bone spurs that may like protrude from the back of your skull. That that'll cause like if you feel along your back of your skull, you might feel little lumps or something. That could be like a bone spur that's coming out there. It's absolutely nothing that has any clinical significance whatsoever the these are kind of common and they generally don't have any effect on anybody they're more they're they're more they're more common in men and they and they've actually been used to identify skeletons as male or female you already checked this out okay my 19 year old does not have a horn (laughs) i would actually i would actually say that based upon where they're at it's closer to a spine than a horn well yeah it's it's ridiculous. So anyway, the, the, these uh, these uh, bone spurs do not cause any discomfort or any kind of uh, issues with regard to pain or anything like that. But uh, this chiropractor has uh, has taken a bunch of X-rays of the skull. This this person is apparently selling products and such uh, and, and uh, ways to like overcome the. Uh, the evils of modern poor posture. Yeah, well, one of the more interesting things in there was an actual um, doctor was like was had been told that um, not that many of the people whose X-rays were taken were had actually experienced pain. And he's like, then why are they taking X-rays to begin with? That's kind of odd. <laughs> you know, they're not complaining about any problem there, but you're taking an X-ray of that area. But that, that's definitely right. one of those weird, questionable things. Like, wait a moment, why are you doing that? Right, but they're taking an X-ray that if somebody who's an actual expert in this in, in the skeletal structure or in the cranium specifically would know to expect. He yeah, just didn't. He just this because, because he's ignorant about what he's looking for. He found something. <laughs> yeah. And well, he it sounds because it's something for, common enough. Yeah. It sounds kind of like they had a theory and they uh, took a bunch of X-rays to prove it. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 pretty pretty much sounds like what it is. Um, and they they haven't shown any like increase of prevalence in this kind of thing over time or anything like that. What they have, they they like uh, uh, they got they have like one thousand two hundred chiropractic patients that they've uh, made these X rays on, and they found that there's a uh, a slightly larger prevalence in the eighteen to thirty year old crowd. Yeah, they're uh, they found like bone spurs in forty percent of uh, those images, and they've jumped to uh, the conclusion there that oh, uh, it, uh, it's becoming more prevalent because young people are using cell phones more, and uh, it's the way they place their head. Yeah, um, and are these males or females of the, that they took these X rays of? Does it say, or does it just say they took X rays of, of, of people in this age range? They they do have a comparison of males and females, and there there's some sort of confusion about that too, because uh, they say like sex was a primary predictor predictor, with males being five point four eight 
times more likely to have these bone spurs than females, which is weird and uh, doesn't really fit with their uh, entire analysis overall. Right, but it fits if you know that this is more common in men. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and uh, they, they they haven't narrowed down why, but they they <laughs> what they've got is basically speculation as to um, why it's more prevalent in younger people. No, they, they they've said nothing about why it would be more prevalent in males than females. It sounds like they are so overreaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, a couple of huge leaps in logic in order to get to these conclusions. These researchers uh, but, are a but, bunch of Aries. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mac. I'm not offended. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> they 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 didn't uh, pull any of their um uh any uh, any of the people that uh, they studied on their cell phone usage or anything like that. Um, so that they, they they could have very easily done that, but uh, that that's not a part of the data. So like. When they say that, uh, oh, they're relating this to cell phone usage, they have absolutely no uh, no uh, data that links anything to mobile devices in any way. Oh, yeah, here it is, here at the bottom. So the uh, the study is, is thin on data overall and has a, a brutal flaw. While uh, Shahar and Se- uh, Sayers... Shahar and Sayers. Yeah, study uh, doesn't include the usage data... Made for the conclusion. Okay, the uh, the data that does in, that that it does include is barely representative of the population. The study has just two figures in it, uh, and one of them conflicts it, uh, conflicts with the results. And so there's there's a graph here that 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 they're sh- that they're that I guess they're trying to graph um, the likelihood. See, um, in the text of the publication. Uh, See, written the logic re- regarding analysis indicates the presence of EEOP is significantly presented as 72.3 with a p value of 001. And so, so I bet you there's some p hacking going on here. Uh, using the following various with sex, degrees, and the forward head prone uh, protraction, FHP, and the age was primarily predicted with males being 5.4 times more likely to have EEOP than females. And it gives the people... What I want to know... By EEOP, we're talking about the bone spurs. We're talking about... Yeah, I assume that's what they're talking about. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. What I want to know is, will these bone spurs keep you out of the military? Uh, I I doubt it. Okay. Guess that's why Trump went for So, um, yet the researchers' data figures on the... uh, Prevailing prevalence of the EEOP broke down by sex and age conflicts with the five-fold changes uh, they reported from the uh, regulation uh, regulation analysis. So they're saying their own data conflicts with itself. There's this is p hacking. Mm-hmm. I, I I would put money that that it, that a that a, a good peer peer reviewed you know going through this will would find that they, that they massaged this data. And 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 doesn't mean they know they massaged it, but they massaged it. That's pretty misogynistic. Thank you. Yeah, I, I've got another article in here because uh, this um, art article kind of uh, uh, brought to my mind the question of uh, what what is the validity of this idea of uh, you can have good posture or poor posture? Because this is something that I think you know ha- has been around for like uh, 
quite quite a long time, and uh, I, I'm not sure if there's any medical evidence to support it because it's like kind of one of those upper class things that oh, sit up straight, you have good posture, it'll be better for you. But then I kind of wonder to myself, well, uh, your, if your body naturally wants to slump, isn't that the way it's putting less pressure on your bones and such? Yeah, and, I um, I, this is a good question. Going through this, I mean, this is this. I found this to be extremely interesting, particularly because I work for a fairly big company, and they're all over this crap, telling you how you're supposed to sit and do this and do that, and 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 I and I th- and I always thought it was garbage. <laughs> And yeah, it, and uh, and the, and and nobody ever cites sources for any of this kind of stuff. And I've looked it up that they have, um, like, uh, if you look up stuff like back pain on like the Mayo Clinic or something, they they just list offhandedly that uh, one of the uh, causes is poor posture, but nobody ever really defines exactly what is good posture and what is poor posture. I tried looking it up, and it's uh, I can't, uh, I haven't been able to find any kind of studies or any kind of verification for what is poor posture and how it affects you. And uh, I got this article here that uh, pretty much confirms uh, what I'm thinking on this, that um, uh, no, there, there is no real good evidence of that. It's just one of those things that's kind of accepted by most people that, oh, there's such a thing as good posture and poor posture, and poor posture will cause you um, bad uh, back and neck pain and stuff like that. Here's what I think, but uh, and this may be uh, um, this is anecdotal. Let's just look at that. I feel best when I move more. Sitting in any position, whether it's sitting up straight, whether it's slumping, whether it's doing anything for any long period of time, seems to be problematic. The more I move, the more I change positions. The more I do that, the better I feel. I think. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was gonna I was gonna get okay. into that too because uh, I've, I've I looked up a number of websites and I think the the one. Um, main, uh, the, the one main thing I think that they, they all seem to agree on is that, uh, sit, being in one position for any significant length of time will put strain on, uh, your body. Yeah. Yeah. The more you get up but, and move around, I think that, I think the studies are pretty conclusive that people who sit in their chair all day, that, that that's more harmful than any, any posture that you possibly have or don't have. Right, uh, and and it seems like uh, uh, from uh, this article from the Guardian that I put here uh, that there there isn't a lot of evidence that there is any one posture that's any better than any other posture in terms of preventing uh, back and neck pain. Uh, it's mostly uh, a uh, question of uh, just changing your posture every once in a while, not sitting in the same position. For hours on end, try try to get up and uh, move around a little bit. Yeah, I I think that that is the best advice that you can give anybody. I have a at work, I have a sitting standing desk, and they say standing all the time is is no better than sitting all the time, right? So I stand, I sit, I walk around. I, I try not to stay in one place too long because I just I know that I feel better when when I do that, right? I don't feel as stiff. I I, I know that so. It, sitting in or standing in one place for too long is sucks anyway. <laughs> and there are people that do it, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think this, yeah, but uh, it, it just makes sense to me. Like, uh, yeah. the people who like, uh, drill good posture into children or something like sit up, ha- have your back completely strength. What straight? Well, that, that'll put more strain on your back. Won't it? They don't I don't know. The proper way to do it. 
don't ever the only time I ever had anyone teach me the proper way to stand up straight and all that other stuff was when I went on a uh, three day thing about fibromyalgia and they taught us exactly how you're supposed to have your back and all that other stuff. Right, but are they? Well, but maybe that maybe there are certain certain ways that uh, that to uh, to hold yourself that really help with fibromyalgia. That's uh, certainly yeah. a possibility maybe, there. Maybe, but I would like to see the data that says that because I I suspect there isn't any. I know. And maybe here's the thing: is that if you feel better when you do it, then you should do it, right? Yeah. I mean, and 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 I think that's kind of simple. Sit how you're comfortable. Exactly. It, so and. Yeah. It's like you said, movement does does it best. That's what they said in the uh, in those classes too. Is that you have to move, you have to do things, you have to, you know, if it's too much to walk, go swim. Yeah, I mean, like I just read a book that talking you about you know, and these were athletes, and they were talking about how you know all the stretching that they're doing isn't really helpful at all, right? This idea that you need to stretch before you go do a physical activity is 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 complete bunk. Right. There's nothing, heard, nothing to support I've, uh, it. I've heard that, too. I've heard uh, on a podcast somewhere. I forget what podcast I heard that on. But I there, don't know. There was some expert come in. He was saying talking about, OK, like we've got uh, these X-rays of uh, joints when they're stretched uh, uh, and everything. And uh, there's really no evidence for the idea that you're supposed to stretch before you exercise. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and so, and athletes have a lot of those, these same kinds of things that they, that they do that they, they feel are protecting them that maybe aren't, they might be good group, group building types of things. You know, you, we all do this before we go do this and that might be helpful. Um, but the stressing in of itself might not be. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. It, tur- it turns out that there's no evidence that your muscles need to be stretched in any way before you engage in vigorous exercise. Yeah. There's nothing to support that. It looks like. All right. We, 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 I think that we can either end on uh, has homosexuality always been in the Bible or on the Ouija board myths. I mean, mistakes that people are making with Ouija boards that are that make them dangerous. <laughs> I'm good with either one. Likewise. Curious about the sex, the Ouija. The Ouija? Okay. I think, I think we should, I think we should end on the, on the, uh, on the six Ouija, Ouija, Ouija mistakes that will lead to danger. Yeah. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. See, here well, we are, been trying to provide a service on this podcast to these people to make sure that they don't do dangerous stuff with their weed. Yeah, this is a uh, we we really need to help people out. I mean, we've given them lots of astrology stuff, but let's end by giving them some really <laughs> sound Ouija board advice. And I, I will tell you, everyone, I know as much about Ouija boards as I do astrology. So, well, we'll sit tight then. So apparently, um. The first rule they point out is you're not supposed to play alone. We're off the masturbation stuff, right? Right. This is okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I, 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 honestly, you if, if you can combine the two, more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, you're not supposed to um, play with the Ouija board um, by yourself. Right. You need to have two to three people, so it's an orgy thing. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> apparently, if you play alone, you attract negative spirits. It's a, it's very Gemini of them. So, uh, so uh, what, are, what are we saying? Negative spirits don't like crowds? They like solo artists. <laughs> <laughs> they like to be able to catch you unawares so that they can u- get you to use that flash in a different way than it's supposed to be done. That's right. When you're doing self-flatulation. 
I'm sorry, uh, it's not going to get better from here. You better just barrel no. on. <laughs> so, number two, being rude to the spirits. Apparently, you, you need to make sure you don't piss the spirits off. Wow. Okay. So, be nice well, to... When wouldn't it depend on the spirit exactly what their tolerance for rude behavior is? What if the what, so. okay? But wait, what if the spirit likes to be humiliated? How I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of those consent things. You need to oh, okay. So get time. so right. So this so this is like this is about consent from the spirit is what you're telling me. Right. Okay. All right. Sure. No, I I'm I'm, I'm totally down. I we should you should get consent first. When playing with the Ouija board, make sure you know what the spirit's boundaries are. Right. And maybe even set up a safe word ahead of time. Yes, the spirit should have a safe word. <laughs> So, so the, the, these are these are the procedures that uh, I go for when I'm in an online chat. So I, I guess that's the same thing. Are you welcome? You say that on an online chat? What? For uh, well, there, yeah, it says well, being rude to the spirit. No, you don't be rude and ask questions like, "Are you ugly?" <laughs> Are you ugly? Who would even ask that on a Ouija board? I don't know. Well, apparently we know who would. It's it's, it's a simple question they give, so I I don't know. know, I I mess with them very, like, once or twice just to goof off. Never, Uh, you know. Permission to treat the spirit as a hostile witness? (laughs) 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 Uh, Number three. Uh, you're not supposed to play the Ouija board in your home. Where the fuck are you supposed to use it then? At the library? <laughs> well, I oh, guess uh, go, go, take go it to, to a graveyard every time. Right. Go go to the home. Take of it to a graveyard. No, take it to a graveyard. Take it to a graveyard. That's uh, that's probably the next. Don't ever do that. This person is a jerk to me. I'm gonna go do the Ouija board in his house. Summon the bad spirits there. Let them roam around. Haunt his place and piss him off. So it sounds like what they're telling me is that the spirits are into public displays, right? That they, they, they want to do it in public. Apparently, they okay. Does they, they, uh, so play in safe places like the yard or, or even outside. Isn't your yard outside? Um, I'm a bit confused by that one. Uh, so, but apparently, your yard because, because, the because if the spirits come to your backyard, they they can't they they don't they can't see your house. They can't enter your house from your backyard. That that's just not a thing that they you see. Don't ask them into your own house. Well, now now yeah. come on, Brian. You know about this thresholds. Oh right, cross your threshold. That's true. That's why I have privacy fences. Yep. I thought it was just so the neighbors couldn't see in, but apparently, it also keeps the 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 spirits out. <laughs> now the next one's one that I think must have come from the Ouija board manufacturer. Apparently, you're not supposed to save the board after playing. So every Ouija board you use is a one-use thing. Well, but they're saying draw your own. They're saying draw it every time you want it. So you have to sit there and draw out a Ouija board every time you want to use it. Is what they're saying. And then and, destroy it properly afterwards. Right. Well, what about the planchette? Right. What What about the thing that you're using to to activate the Ouija board? Do you need a new planchette uh, yes, every time? You can use it for your own satisfaction. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a vibrating planchette. Isn't that what it's called? <laughs> what What is the Ouija board thing called? Planchette. Planchette, okay. Once more, I, I know about as much about Ouija boards as I do astrology. So. If, you can catch a, if you can catch a spirit inside the planchette, then is it no batteries required? No, it's in the board, <laughs> not the planchette. They just oh. push your hand. 
Well, uh, okay. And apparently not closing the board is a mistake people make. So apparently there's a way to close it down. Yep. I have to get and the apparently mistake burning and destroying the board is not enough. Apparently. <laughs> yes. Ask the, ask the in here this this is this is the key. Can we end the game? Yes, it's a yeah. fucking game. Because those evil, <laughs> you know those evil spirits that want to possess you are going to be like, oh, oh yeah, we can end the game. You bet. You'll be safe now. <laughs> Just close it out. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to trick you or anything. No. I'm going to be completely honest with you. This is how people uh, end up with spirits in their bed at night. <laughs> that just sounds like a good party. Well, yeah. And number six is my favorite one. Uh, yeah, playing when you have mental illness. How would you know? So most, I don't think most people don't uh, oftentimes actually know if they. I mean, yeah. that this is, and it's so broad too. Well, the, the, if you play with depression or anxiety or have issues with addiction, then you should never ever use a Ouija board. Uh, most people I know have can say they've struggled with depression and anxiety at some point. Of course, yeah. So. Now, it, it, this is this. I saw this. I'm like, oh my god, the, 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 this is yeah. I, I put it in just because it felt so silly and ridiculous. But it, the, there are people that really go to this level. And I must be clear on something too. Uh, the 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 Ouija board was uh, created it, it, it first created in 1890. Uh, I mean, like it's it's a little over 100 years old. Uh, uh, it's it's. It's not some sort of ancient pagan ritual or anything like that. It's just something that some guy invented. Uh, I've even got the guy's name here. His name is Elijah Bond. He invented this weird thing and put it out as a as a weird party game. Yep. And uh, it, it, it's it's not some sort of uh, old uh, like ancient mystical spirit summoning <laughs> magical. Thing that uh, that like the ancient druids came up with, or something like that. No, I think he sold it to Mattel, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But here's the thing: that it doesn't talk about whether you, it's okay to <coughs> mix your Ouija board and your Frank's box. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you're not supposed to draw a door on the back on it. There's one that's disappeared. Has anybody heard about Frank's boxes in a while? Not recently. Yeah. I've heard about Frank's hot sauce, but not Frank's box. Well, you remember when we talked about the Frank's box, don't you? That basically the radio for the dead, the broken radio. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that it would was... make sense that if you're trying to contact the dead, you contact them on a dead radio. Well, there you go. It's logical. <laughs> yeah. That's a deadly mistake. All right. The the I I love this. Uh, it's goth and amazing. Is it? That's the name of this site. Yeah. Goth Lifestyle Magazine. That guy went pretty lazy though. Do we know more about do we know more about this this uh this site? Goth the the Goth Lifestyle Magazine? Heck, how much do we know uh, about the Goth lifestyle? I'm not I'm not sure that I know much about the actual goth lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. It'd be an interesting I like that spirits can smell depression or anxiety. <laughs> Even though they have no nose. <laughs> How do they smell? Yeah, apparently. Uh, apparently, uh, maybe there's some sort of mystical depression anxiety smell. It, it makes them have a much easier time possessing you, possessing you, apparently. I guess. Now, one of the things that I always heard regarding Ouija boards is don't take it into a graveyard. But the one person I knew who was really into Ouija boards went looking for a graveyard every time. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
Well, okay. who, wait, why would the spirits stick around? What isn't the last place they want to be? Well, the graveyard thing, haunted graveyards don't even make sense because um, why would the spirits go there? Um, they, normally, the spirits are supposed to be where they died or a place where they had a lot of memory. Right, they didn't die and, in the graveyard. They were dead yeah, when the they were put dead. there. Yeah, but the graveyard <laughs> is just where the dead bodies been placed after who knows how long. Because sometimes it can take weeks or even longer before the, the, the between the death and the burial. Wait a minute, so, Brian. Are you trying to tell me that that ghost story is wrong and that Harry Dresden wouldn't have had a place at his own grave. Cause I'm afraid I'm going to have to call shenanigans on. You. <laughs> and I, I have actually heard people that believe in ghosts and stuff saying that the graveyards are the least haunted, but then we have just the opposite. All these people running around claiming that graveyards are the most haunted. Mm. So which but is it? You, you, well, you'd have to define the logic as to where the spirits go for me in order to um, make it sense. I, I, I would go with it being the least haunted because by the time the body gets there, the spirit's going to be wherever it wants to be, and that's going to be elsewhere. I don't see why the spirit would. I suppose. It, I suppose it depends on whether you think the the spirit is connected to the body or not. I mean, I, I like yeah. uh, there's uh, the Neil Gaiman book, uh, the Graveyard Book, which is a great uh, book. Which, I love that book. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a great, good book, but it, it basically book. posits that uh, basically after death, the spirits kind of live in their graves, kind of deal, yeah, and, and that's where they hang out, and they and they and they can't get too far from them. Yeah. Against the idea of a haunted house unless the bodies themselves are left there. I do love the fact that an offhanded remark that I make can suddenly turn into a whole big barrel of fish. <laughs> Listen, the only spirits that you find in a graveyard are ones that died with Mercury retrograde in their 12th house. They're the only <laughs> ones that go there. And there we have it. <laughs> That's another one in the can. Another one in the can. <laughs> Say goodnight, everybody. Good night. Good night. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.